Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hi everyone, Kristen Walker here. I've got a wonderful guest on today. She's a licensed mental health counselor by the name of Laura Bly and she joins us from her private practice in New York and we're going to talk about our most downloaded subject but a new twist on it. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for (laughs) inviting me. Absolutely. Now I have to, this will, this will help with any nerves too. I pulled the worst thing ever on Laura listeners. I, we've been talking, we've been texting and emailing each other. And, um, I was getting into a conversation about how there's so much shame that gets thrown around on people that are in relationships with emotional abusers, people that are probably personality disordered level narcissists. And she said some wonderful things around the victim shaming and blaming part. And I said, well, let's just come on and do a show about it without even registering that I've been doing this for eight years. She doesn't. Of course, she would have nerve nervousness around this, but it's so easy for me to be like, let's just come on and record a show. So Laura, I apologize for that on the air. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) I'll muddle through. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. You'll be fine. And you'll, I hope that you'll forget that this is even being recorded at some point. So, cause it's just a conversation, but um, as I said, you know, we've been going back and forth and well, first let's do this. Let's tell our listeners just a little bit about your background in, in mental health and why you went into this field. Why I went into the field. I, I think, you know, since I was a kid, well, first of all, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but so I was in the caretaking business, so to speak. <laughs> but um, my path, that kind of, I was raising a family and everything when I went to school, went to school late in life. And my 40s, I started, I hadn't been in college at all. And um, so I had a choice to make. And uh, since a kid, I was kind of a, you know, one of my friends from childhood would say to me, you're the best damn counselor I ever had when we were little. <laughs> And uh, I was just always like that. I was always, you know, always somebody that people talk to, level-headed. And I mean, I had my own, I had a lot of issues because my home life was was uh, was uh, difficult. But th- that's why I, I just, uh, I, I'm one of those people that really cares about people. Um, you know, thank God there's 
a few of us around. Like exactly. And this, that you are a perfect example of why I ever wanted to start my show years and years ago uh, was to give a, a shout out and a love letter to people that choose this as their profession, because you all were my healthy parents, not all of them, but <laughs> no, most of I, I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I can relate to that. I actually now have found somebody that I absolutely love, 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 love. And that's wonderful for me. So, but that took a bit. Yes. A counselor that actually goes to counseling, novel concept, because sometimes they don't. And I want to go, uh, healer, heal thyself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my, and my counselor does. I know that also. So yeah, it's an amazing yeah. an amazing thing. Well, we were talking about that piece of shame uh, that tends to get thrown around onto people who get into, even the way I just said that, people who get into uh, relationships like this. I've had so many people when I say, oh, this happened, this person turned out to not be so great and really are you know, on the disordered side because they have all those signs of, of what, be, what is pathological narcissism. I can't diagnose anyone because I'm not a clinician, but I certainly know the signs from all of the people like Laura that I know who can make that diagnosis. And the reaction tends to be, or has tended to be, and I am guilty of this too. Oh, you attracted another one. You've got wounds that you haven't healed. And you, you know, as soon as you heal those wounds, you know, it's kind of a shame finger that you're pointing at people. And there's a whole cottage industry of that shame business from quote unquote healers that are out there, you know, trying to help victims of this. And what I see is baloney to myself, even baloney for doing that and thinking that way, because they're everywhere and we're in an epidemic of narcissism. So you throw a rock and you're going to hit someone. <laughs> That's extremely narcissistic, mm -hmm. if not character disordered. So how healthy is it? And is it even reality to go around blaming people for having one into their lives? Well, it, 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 it's abusive. <laughs> yeah. That's abusive. That's abusing somebody. That's, that's putting more shame, more shame on somebody. Um, I, I think there's a big difference between blaming somebody and helping somebody to see, how do I say this? I, I think we, uh, we, I, I talk about people who are like highly empathic and loving and, and you know, highly, what do we, what do you call it? Emotionally um, mature, emotion, uh, high emotional intelligence. Yeah. I think we, I think, how do I say we attract, we're attractive people, period. Right. Yes. And, and, and yes. And, and so I think that a lot of people are attracted. I think to have these traits is a real blessing. I think wherein lies the thing is that, is that like, I think you had said in one of your programs that now you're like, you can spot certain things real quick. Like there's the boundaries, they go up. It's not like a fortress. Like you don't let, good things in but there's this boundaries right. you see the red flags i think it's in 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 kind of educating us that not everybody not everybody is like we are not everybody is well-intentioned you know i i used to think if somebody says something well that that's that's the truth well no <laughs> and i think with the ds with the dsm like if you read through that and what what constitutes narcissism that's like when you look at the at the flesh and bones of the person 
like that's a whole different ball game. And what, what you go through, it's just, you know, that's a different type of spotting. And I really believe it's like, you know, people say, well, I saw the red flag, but I, yeah, I just let them go because we say, well, you know, and that kind of thing. So it, it's, it's, we can, a lot of people attract a lot of people, but it's like how to keep them out of our base. Yeah. And I was talking about this with one of our other podcasters, Dr. Christina Hallett. I actually was talking about it with my editor, Joe, and several other people. And and why is it that she seems to not get flattened every time she bumps into someone like this? Um, and we all came to the conclusion, and, and we could be wrong. Christina Hallett can tell us we're wrong or we're right, but that she just really, really practices what she preaches, and she practices this extreme self-care. She surrounds herself in positivity. She's not a pie in the sky, oh, everything must be positive person, so I don't mean it that way, but she does practice the art of positive self-talk, positive people around as much as humanly possible so that when the inevitable toxic behaving person comes in her life and they do something that's wounding towards her, it doesn't flatten her. It doesn't pull her knees out from under her. Or if it does, it does, sure doesn't do it for long because the core of who she is is so full of that healthy self-love that they just can't. But it doesn't mean that she's immune to them coming to her because that's not possible. No. It just means that they well, don't take her out. And a lot of us, some of them can still kind of take me out for a bit, not for as long as they used to, but still take me out for a bit. And, and some of my other friends take them out for a long time to where they literally just want to live in a cave for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I don't know if, I, if, we, if we talked about this earlier, but I think like we're all individuals. And of course, we have different levels of self-esteem and different childhood wounds. I do think childhood wounds, not as a blame. Well, you, you, you did this because you were wounded. It's, we, most of us have some wounds, some more than others. And I think it depends where they're, where they're at, too. Um, certainly, narcissists have their wounds, if you want to call it that. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a nature nurture nature plus nurture and i think some more than others in one way or another but anyway they're like basically i don't i don't have um i used to get stuck in empathy for well well this person's like that because it gets to be a point where that doesn't matter at all it becomes like the circular conversations that you have with them when you're trying to explain to them that their behavior isn't appropriate (laughs) You know what oh, I mean? You mean the banging your head against the wall? Yes. Kind of yes, yes. I've done that once in my life. Oh. <laughs> in my past. I don't do that anymore. But I, And then they look at you and say, what's wrong with you? You're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, um, no, I think, I, I, I think we have a lot of, our, we have tremendous strength. You know, that that thing don't, I, I don't, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, and I don't mean it anything negative to to biblical stuff it's just a phrase that comes to my mind is like don't throw your pearls before swine Mm -hmm. and 
um, that's just so appropriate. And when you were talking about the, your friend who surrounds herself with positive and people who feed her, you, when you when you do that, you, you, because part of it, I think, if you ha- if you're coming from a deficit, you're coming from you're not fed, mm-hmm. um, then you've got it more space. And 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 I think you know, just you and I talking that that conversation that we can have with each other that is so fulfilling, that 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 is tremendously. I think that gives a natural, if you want to call it a high, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing, which is healthy, you know. But um, certainly, I don't, I would not want to change the characteristics about a person that make them special and make them so so. Um, what do I want to say? Um, special, I guess, and, and empathic to others and mm-hmm. everything. It's like, but but you, you got to look at what is, you know, it's like when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. And there's usually a lot of red, there's red flags in teaching what they are and, and, um, and, and, and how to yeah. just walk away. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes it takes time to do that. I mean, with the age of the internet and that we can have discussions with people for a long time over the phone never having met them in person. And most of the time, this turns out to be wonderful. And the law of averages says that if you make friendships like this and you're, you're out there exactly, you know, like the way I am out there every so often, there's going to be somebody that gets in that is not someone that you want to continue that relationship in, with, and it will take time to figure out. And uh, the phone can hide a lot of toxic behavior. So can, so can email, so can the internet, you know, so meeting them in person, which I make a point of doing, I will drive all the way there. I will, and then being around them and seeing the behavior plus watching the dominoes fall of a whole bunch of other people you respect that have said, I'm out, I'm not going to be around this person that helps Mm -hmm. too, but Mm -hmm. but being Mm -hmm. in their presence, feeling that energy, they can't hide as much. And, and then you go, okay enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how somebody makes you feel, you can feel it, you know, yeah. and if it, it's just even little things, if you have a friend that every time you talk to and that person just seems to have that, I don't know, that negative comment, or you get off the phone, you feel deflated, you feel this feeling of, you know, just deflated, that's kind of a, you know, I'm learning to trust my gut on that. And, you know, with people that I work with, because I've started to, like, in my psychology today, I put that I work with narcissistic uh, abuse because uh, because I went through it and I know what it's like. And yeah. one of the most important things I try to tell people I work with, like, is don't not come back to me because you went back to him or her, whatever. Don't 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 like don't worry. I'm not going to leave. You can you can you can slip and slide and do whatever you're doing. I'm not going anywhere. Mm. You know because. Uh, I mean, I have clients now that I, I, I can think of one who's sort of kind of sort of disappeared. She touches base now and then she'll probably be back, but probably she's she's kind of stayed and maybe. It's, but, you know, that's part of the healing process. Sometimes it's like that's just part of it. And and, and, yeah. and I think any any kind of a uh, uh, what's the word approach, strong arm, strong arm approach. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't, and, um, yeah, it doesn't work. And we already, I mean, part of it too, is that they want us to take the blame for everything, including their own stuff. And so, 
you know, we, we are carrying not only our own stuff, but we're also carrying someone else's who just wants to offload it. Um, and it takes a while to kind of shake that away. And it is true that when you have one of these people in your life or several and they're gnawing on you and depleting you, you are more uh, prone to sticking in it longer with another one that might come in. Does that make sense? You mean because you're, because you're broken down? Is that what you're saying? You're kind of yeah, because you're exactly you're tired, you're worn out, you're maybe you're trying to repair one that happened before and you think that this one is going to help repair it. It's why they say, you know, look, don't just go start dating dating again after you get out of one of these relationships because you need all this time to repair and it's probably a 99.9% chance you're going to end up with another person like this. So that can be with friendships, that can be with work things, it can be with anything, but it doesn't mean that oh you did it again. You're awful. Look at you with these patterns. Uh-huh. I've said it to myself. I oh, have no. said to myself, oh, I've even said, okay, who's the same in the scenario? Me. Because I'll blame myself. It's one of the reasons I've been attractive to some of these people because I will take the blame like the, you know, the, the dog that always gets kicked. In, in order to be responsible for myself. And the reality is sometimes you need to just go, as my friend Kim Saeed, that many of you listen to, said, mm-hmm. maybe this person is just a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you figured it out and you're done. End of story. Who cares about whatever else stuff? You this how long did this one last very short amount of time you got out you're you're you know that's over you learned a lot there's no place in that for it's your fault Kristen. you're awful you attract narcissists none of that stuff fits in that scenario and there's too much out there from healers that put that message out Yes, and I think when people look for those titles, like, well, is this person a narcissist? And maybe they're not, that kind of thing. Jerk is good enough. And you know what, too, I think, Kristen, it doesn't even have to be jerk. If the person's not, doesn't, if, what, it's like we are so used to not, like, like we will shoulder the blame. We will take in the, uh, what's the word? I, I was always the type, like, I would take the hurt before I want anybody else to take it. I mean, right. literally. And, and so... No, I'm going to lose my train here. Um, so we, tra- we train ourselves around in a pretzel, trying to be understanding and try to make ourselves fit. If, if we're not comfortable with any person, okay, maybe they're the, not usually, we're not talking about the nicest people on the planet, but l- l- let's just say it doesn't feel good with us. Why isn't that enough? Okay. It is enough. It's okay because we are okay. It's okay if we're not comfortable. We're not comfortable with purple furniture. We don't have a problem with that, do we? We say, well, I, I, you know, I, I don't like that. I can do my houseway, but we don't do that with people, right? Yes, and I, I love this. I think you said this, and I think Kim Said said this as well. Like saying you attract narcissists and that you, you know, putting it all on you is like saying to a woman who's been sexually assaulted, that the reason she was sexually assaulted is because she was wearing a red dress. So she attracted sexual assault because she's wearing a red dress. Ridiculous. That's what it is when we say, oh, we attract narcissists, empaths or codependent, and we attract narcissists. Bull. Let's, I, and I'm saying again, I have said this garbage too, and I let it sink into my psyche and I'm 
really unpacking that and getting rid of it. And thank you to a few of them that have come in my life recently and not so recently that have been part of the helping of unpacking. I will say this, every single one that I have met, um, which I came to this awareness of all this in my mid forties and I'm now leaving my forties very soon. So this short of window, not that I didn't have them before, but this is where I went, Oh my God, this is what this is. Every single one of them that I have had in my life, I meet I meet some of the best friends of my life out of those relationships. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that reminds me of why I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, it's true. You know, it's really true. You know, as far as attracting, I just, I I just wanted to kind of, uh, uh, it's not, it's not the attracting. It's the, the, where the problem lies is when, when we allow what, and it's not, it's not a blaming, it's a, we deserve to defend ourselves and caretake ourselves appropriately and not allow another person to abuse us. We deserve that. And I think somehow, I don't I, it's different with everybody. I think with me, just speaking for myself, staying in the relationship that I did, I always felt inherently flawed and like I was yeah. not good enough. And, it, it, and and I think for me, it's like, you know, when you say you're raised in an environment, when kids are raised in an environment, they can't look at the parents as having something wrong with them when they're little, it has to be them. Yeah. And for me, I, that's what kept me uh, stuck. Right. But the same qualities, I think, in people when you're use, when you're involved with other people who are healthy and who deserve those things, those qualities enrich those friendships because those people are not going to take advantage of you. And it's just it, so I wouldn't want to change myself, except I do not. I, w- I don't want to sit in shit. You know? <laughs> exactly. And. I, you know, I have some people that I, I dearly love and everybody's going through their own stuff. And sometimes when you're going through tremendous pain, like if there's someone is sick or someone has died that they're close to, or someone got fired or, you know, any reason why everybody, the stuff everybody goes through, sometimes your not so hot behavior can be magnified during that time. I mean, it just happens. It can happen to any of us. It does happen to all of us. So that's situational. The people that are in your life love you through it. They know you're going to come out on the other side and not behave that way anymore. And and that's, you know, that happens. We're talking about, you know, you know what that's called, of Hmm. course. Called like we're not perfect. Exactly, exactly. Like I, you know, I have you a friend who loves to. Well, I could have told you that that da 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 da, and she kind of <laughs> goes that way. She knows it's a problem, and I really don't like it. But I also know that she's going through a lot of stuff, and so when she does that, most of the time I don't say anything because I know she's going through a lot of stuff. But then when I can't take it, I'll go, "Okay, enough with the I told mm-hmm. you stuff," and then because mm-hmm. she's so you know, aware and about growth and whatever, she'll go, oh my God, I'm 
sorry I've been doing mm-hmm. it because she, mm-hmm. hello, she's human. Mm-hmm. I do the same mm-hmm. thing. That's okay. We don't need mm-hmm. to slap a label on narcissism for somebody that has some behaviors that aren't so hot at the time or, you know, in a moment because people grow. God, I, I'm a completely different person than I was even a year ago. So mm-hmm. that, that happens. And you know this from being a a counselor. I think one of the one of the big differ, differentiators, if that's a word, it, is that people like friends who have, we make mistakes. We have consciences. We 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 have a conscience. We have empathy. We care. We feel bad. And 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 there, therein lies the lies a big difference. There are people who really don't. And I, it took me a long time to actually. That's where you can look at the diagnosis. But, but I don't even think that emphasizes lack of empathy that's like to me that's the number one that's just right there it's like they just they they lack it and when i say empathy because it's used in different ways i mean lack of of caring at all about how their behaviors affect others that's what i mean there's that you know? and, there's and that's also, yeah there there's there's that and there's also that when you tell them this doesn't work this isn't you know, in a, in a very kind way, and it, and they have to tit for tat, blame you, figure out a way to make mm-hmm. everything your fault, punish you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you sit there and you go, whoa, all of that over me just saying one thing like, please don't be so negative. Mm-hmm. 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 It's, that's the circular argument that you're talking about. Because they they have to they have to win it. They're not really they they don't they do not take responsibility for. It's not even about what you're talking about anymore. It's it's about them not liking to take responsibility or have any kind of like oh I, they could be wrong and they're going to say they're sorry and all that because they don't think that way. No, they uh, they pass up they. That's where it becomes part of their pathology. They cannot absolutely. They cannot take any kind of um, responsibility for their own behavior. They simply cannot. It's pathological. Um, Absolutely. And they're very good turning around and making everything your fault. And sometimes it can sound pretty darn good. And you have to, this is where I look at like um, Dr. Christina Hallett, where she just doesn't go there. She doesn't take it on. And I think that's where a lot we can learn. Those of us that that still need to practice a lot more self-care can learn from that in that when they say those things that even can sound so good and they, and there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of grain of truth to Mm -hmm. it about you that, you know, you need to work on, but you hear that stuff and you still are able to go, Oh my God, uh uh-huh. Projection Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. walk away. Because mm-hmm. what we'll do, right. we, we, we so are afraid of being narcissistic ourselves. We'll think that it's being narcissistic to not take that on. I've had that happen where I've said, that's ridiculous. I'm done. And then I'll think later, well, what does that make me if I don't even examine that? Does that make me yeah. also a narcissist? I mean, we play these mind games that they've played with us. We turn mm-hmm. around and we do it to ourselves and... But when you really get to that place where you go, nope, not even taking that on, you're, you're, yep. you're doing good. And that doesn't make you a narcissist. <laughs> it makes you, no, not, no, not at all. It makes you human. And, and you don't go to that 
that place of shame because I think what happens when there's a nugget of truth for we who are so careful and we who examine so carefully and there's that nugget of truth, we'll get in there and we'll chew on it and chew on it and chew on it. And then depending on our own character, like for myself, I would go to that shame place, that shame place and I feel so shame. And I think that comes from, for me, from childhood. And then I have to say, whoa, wait a minute pull yourself up out of that shame place. This is not, this is not that, um, this is not what is happening, you know, and even to the point where, you know, if you're going to end a relationship with someone who, you know, mistreats you, I've had, I've thought, Oh, well, I feel bad. That'll hurt their feelings. You know, you can go ahead and stomp on my face, but I'll take it. But don't, you know, don't, don't hurt their feelings. And that's just not, that's just, you know, that's, 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 that's not, self-care. It's just not. not. Yeah. I mean, I've sat and had this, you know, circular word salad with, you know, with people, not many, but a few and where I just, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this and I'm like, I'm, they're throwing jabs at me. It's a boxing match. They're trying to do whatever they can to dig into what they think is their brilliant case, their brilliant mind around psychology when they absolutely have no career in it, didn't go to school for it, you know, whatever, but they're going to somehow they're the, the gem of psychology. And so they're throwing back all these twisted ways in which you're the problem and realize, okay, they're freaking out over this minuscule thing that I requested, which is absolutely okay for me to request a change in behavior that is profoundly toxic. And I am watching them put their one thumb in their mouth and one thumb somewhere else crying in a corner because I gave them one little teeny critique and I'm looking at them going, man, I get critique and criticism and do this and do that all day long in my career. And it just, some of it I take on and some of it I don't and I keep on going. This little Mm -hmm. teeny thing has flattened you into sucking your thumb in a corner for days on end. That's a problem. Well, that, that yes, it is, and that's the passive way of of actually blaming the other person, and you know that's that victim mentality of, um, and that's that's very controlling and very um, hurtful. It's just, um, and, and that's harder sometimes to 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 spot. Um, I I, uh, I don't want to keep referring to myself. I don't know if it, the examples come to me that way, though. No, it's and I, totally fine. It, you're the you're the only I, other person here, so refer to yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> I I, re, I just I recall you know my I don't my mother I wouldn't call my mother a narcissist, but it was an unhealthy environment, and I just recall one time when I was a teenager getting a screaming match with her, and she was being mean, and she started crying, and I thought I remember that the feeling like she was crying. And I remember screaming, don't, don't, don't start your tears because you started all this, you were mean, and now you're crying. That's what they do. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's what some people do. And, and, and they manipulate that way. And it's like harder to see if somebody's crying, you, you know, you want to go to their aid, but that's, you know, that doesn't make them a, 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 a good person even. I mean, there, there are people who are, they're just people who are not good people. And you sometimes like in mental health, you know, you want to, some people want to understand everything. And I think I'd heard you say, you know, as far as like uh, working with the uh, perpetrators, like I, I, I don't want to do that. I have a, a client I see and her, 
he, he, she came in one day, she said, he wants to come in here. And I said, he's not coming in here. That's never going to happen ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm very careful when somebody brings their spouse and I'm like, uh, almost like hyper, like I'm looking is, is one of the, is this, is this person a narcissist? I'm watching, or no, that, there you go with the title again, but is this person a person that is a manipulator right. and not somebody in here to try to work things out with his or her wife or husband or whatever. And, you know, and I worry about that myself, like him, I don't want to be, I don't want to do harm to a, to a client I see because I miss that, you know? Yeah. And you can, you know, you, you can. And, exactly. Uh, exactly. I mean, remember listeners, um, counselors are people too. <laughs> so, you well, you can. And I think, and I think important, yes, counselors are people. And I was saying to somebody um, recently, Oh, I had a client ask me, he said, um, I asked a question. He said, do I, do I have to, I, do I have to tell you that? I said, no, you don't have to tell me anything you don't want to tell me. And if some counselor says to you, yes, you do, then you get the hell out of there very quickly. And you know right. what? People know themselves better than, than I know them. I might have a hunch. I might say something, but please, you tell me, right. you know, because that's, that's what it is. Right. You know, people very much so, very much so. But I do believe there are healthy counselors and there are unhealthy right. and there are really good ones and there are mediocre and there, but it's, it's, you know, the person it, that's part of, I think for us is learning to trust ourselves to learn to, to be able to, to like, if we're, we have good boundaries, we're going to have good boundaries with everybody, with people in authority because they're in authority. They don't know what more than we do. You know, it's, it's, right. yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a roll now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, it, it's very true. It's very true. And I, I love, um, going through these, these things now when I, because again, you're never going to get to a place as I mistakenly believed I could get to early on in my learning about all of this, that somehow you'll just become narc free. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's, and, and you also don't need to be at a place where you're, where you're like, I'm going to just hide out because there's a sociopath on every corner and you just can't trust anybody. And it, I know that that can be a no. stage for many people to go through. I know that I went through that stage too. And I, just as I went through the stage of, I am now nurse, narcissist free. I've got the barriers and I know what I'm doing and they will never come into my life again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and there's nothing you know wrong with me that they do. No, you know, it, it's funny. Sometimes what I, what helps me is I think to myself, if I, if I, like I flip it around to myself, if I make a mistake and I get mad at myself, I think, well, wait a minute, let's use a little self humility. Do you think that you, <laughs> instead of like bashing yourself, let's just say you're not perfect. You know, let's just say you do like everyone else make mistakes. And so then Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And I, I love, there's a movie called Wolf that's from forever ago. It has Michelle Pfeiffer and Jack Nicholson. In oh, it. I love that movie. Jack yeah. Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yes. Where he, he plays a werewolf and she, well, I won't ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but it's a, it's a great old movie. And there's a scene in it where, and he's not a jerk or anything in this movie, but he, there's a scene where he's first met 
a Michelle Pfeiffer's character and he's saying, I know what your deal is because she's not very friendly. You're so beautiful that, but you want people to see the real you, but you're your own worst enemy because you want people to love you for you. But then the only reason people would talk to you is because you're so beautiful, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and so you're your own worst enemy because you put off this horrible behavior, even though you want people to see the real you and then you get mad at him for being attracted to you, blah, blah, blah. So he, he says this thing that sounds like something that has a personality disorder could say to someone because they love those little zings at you. And I love mm-hmm. her response. She just sat there. She, her character was a perfect example of a fully invested in self person. She said something like, I'm not moved nor has my consciousness been raised. That wasn't the phrase when I'm making stuff up here. I'm not moved, nor has my consciousness been raised by your attempts at psychologizing me. (laughs) It was so, her line was much better. It wasn't that complicated, but it was, I've always watched that part and thought, oh, that's so good. And he not being, you know, a character disordered person, just, you know, a werewolf um, in the movie, yeah. sort of like <laughs> kind of rolls his eyes at himself as she gets up and leaves the table like, well, that was a dumb thing to say. She just totally called me out and they end up having a relationship. But it was just a great little snippet of, yeah, that's when you tell somebody you're, you're way off base and um, good luck with that. And they aren't so wounded by your calling them out for it that they... <laughs> over what was a a guffaw that we all have. (laughs) Yep. I think also when, when you work so hard to, to, to to, like, I, I, I've worked on my, I I am working on my boundaries. Let's put it that way. And even in, in, and recently I, I said something that I knew, Oh, Laura, you know, that was not appropriate. And so I did everything in my power to, to fix it, so to speak, by basically owning up to it. And then I had to just say, okay, just like scratch that one and move forward because, um, you know, that's it. And, and because, because it bothers us, that's good. It's like, ouch, exactly. you don't want to do that again, but exactly. don't let it become a, like a, a knife and, you know, eviscerate you. To death. Exactly. Like no. We- yeah, no, I've made jo- I've I've said dumb things, and then I've I've called Joe and said edit this out because I think it might hurt someone's feelings, even though I'm not talking about them. And you know, to the point where he's been like, "You really don't need to worry that much because probably <laughs> they aren't listening anyway, and you're the only one that you know." Back to reality uh, on on those things, but I know. Um, there are also ways that you can utilize those boundaries. I had someone who just kept calling me to, and they had to just berate and put down someone else that we were working with. And I, and it was shocking how they were doing it. And I could see the dynamic of, ah, okay, this person really triggers some insecurity in you. And that's why you've got to call me and try to cut them down. And that's why you're trying to cut them down too. And I think I was so shocked and so caught up in my own stuff that was going on in in the situation that I just didn't have the energy. And that could be me being a wimp. I don't know. But next time something like that happens, or even if this person tries to do the same thing, I will say, you know what? You've done this now. 
quite a few times. I'm sorry I didn't say anything about it before, but I really don't like this sort of axe you seem to have to grind with this person. So I think that's something mm-hmm. more about you. Um, and mm-hmm. it, I don't feel comfortable hearing about it. I could have said that mm-hmm. at the time and I didn't. And next time I will say it. So there's ways that you can do it in that respect as well. Oh yeah. And it's, 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 it, again, it's important that you don't go and club yourself over the head because you didn't say it. Yep. But, but you just, you just move, you just move, you just move forward on that. You were, when you were talking about self-care, self-care is, self-care is so important. And just like, it's funny, even if you look at yourself toward it, it, it little things like, I don't know if this makes sense, but doing things like sweaters that you're like, oh, that feels good on me and I'm nurturing me, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm worth nurturing. And it, sometimes, you know, even if you don't feel it at a given time, if you do it, your actions help your brain to switch. Do, yes. do you know what I mean? Totally. It really, yes, it really, it's like, it, me like going I have my to, kitty on top of me now. Yeah. Doing that. It's <laughs> like me going out to the garden that my neighbors have this incredible garden. It's this wonderful organic garden. And I'm talking, it is a huge, like, you know, you can get a whole mm. salad out of this garden every day <laughs> for dinner. And I never have gone out and grabbed any food. And they're like, please help us eat all this. We can't eat it all. And I've lately been going out and grabbing that food and eating it because I am so used to living a Spartan life in terms of like, you know, I don't play music to entertain myself. I don't have paintings around. I'm just, I sort of keep this Spartan existence and then don't eat. Like uh, one of our podcasters, Paul David, who's a wonderful person in fitness is like, you're not even eating the amount of food that's starvation level on the World Health Organization site. Like you're, what are you doing? (laughs) So, because you just get in a mode of where you just don't think about it. What's interesting about that, it's you're talking about being literally from the garden being fed and like you didn't go out there and grab it. And what came to me is like, it's like a metaphor. And I think with, I don't want to put everybody into it, but, but, but people sort of like us, there's a there's a there's a way about that i think we we are we tend to be that way we tend to not i think somewhere in our history maybe we got this message like we're not a, a vessel worthy of feeding yes. we're like a vessel who yes yes and and and, and i know and that's we, true because they want to cry <laughs> so, yes yep and it's like even even simple things like took me so long to think that I could, I mean, literally that I could, that I could go out and get a blanket that felt good on me that, that, cause I was used to, well, that's good enough. So I, you know, it's yep. good enough. It's okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's very deep. That's very, very deep. That feeding, that feeding of, of self in, in, in literally. And, and it's, 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 I think you not doing that was actually an outward manifestation of your inward. Like that's an emotional thing. That's a way of being. Yes. yes. And thinking that, oh, I'm so strong and I get this from my mother, which I'm not blaming her. And it's, you know, I, I wish she didn't have it also. It's a way of just sort of a twisted, unhealthy way of telling yourself how strong you are because you don't have a bunch of needs, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's kind of this martyrism that could, that runs through our family amongst the women of, 
you know, we're just needless people that just give to everybody else and we don't have needs. And it's not, it's not wonderful. It's not strength. It's, you know, so, so yeah, I have to, I have to constantly make an effort to take care of myself in all those little ways that are just natural for some people. And that's why I look at someone like a Dr. Christina Hallett is a good example of someone where she wears the clothes she wants to wear. She goes and gets things done for herself. She reads, mm -hmm. she does all this self-care stuff so that she's walking around in the world, feeling that love from herself uh, that because mm -hmm. she's given it to herself. And, um, and that's, it that's strength. That is strength. Yeah, and I I, th I think with with counselors to get back to counselors, I've seen counselors. I know counselors who are so like they. If you're not healed enough, where you where you hmm, how do I say this? Where you're still into that, I have to I have to do more, and I have to I have to save everybody, and so that you're driven so hard that you spread yourself so thin that you can't really be uh, fully available to your clients and be and be healthy yourself you you can't you can't really help them and that's where i've had to learn like i will you know bake i love to bake muffins and my cat likes to share them with me <laughs> i have to really he does he takes them off my plate he's, he's a four month old little brat but uh, <laughs> but i but i it, it's simple things like that I have to stop doing because I'm a, I'm an overdoer. It's like let's let's check this off the list, this off the list, this off the list, you know. Yeah. And well, wait a minute. Let's stop and let's do something that's really nurturing and feels really good, so that you can go in there the next day. Because what do you want to teach your clients? You know, it's like yeah. I think there's I think people can I don't know if people can sense, but if you haven't got it yourself, not that you can't teach it because I've seen people teach what yeah, they absolutely. haven't got. Or, 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 but, but I mean, to, to have, to truly have it is just to embody just it. Better. Fully. Well, and then you can kind of describe it where you can't describe it. If you haven't been able to do it, you might be able to sort of teach it, but you can't really, yeah. it's like with clients. Sometimes I don't, I'm not a disclosing type of person, but, but I will at times say, if I have a person who's like so depressed, like they're, they're talking to me about, you know, I just, like I, I resent that I have to worry about how people will feel if I kill myself because I feel so awful. I don't mm -hmm. want to feel. I understand that. It's like right. you have to give validity to that. Yes, it, it's not shameful that you want to not feel this pain. It's normal. Right. But then you, you offer the hope that, hey, I've been there and I can tell you it can get better. Yeah, it's baby steps. My natural resting place is to not do those things. And I have to constantly go re remind myself, you know, why do you think I have all the shows that I do when I pick certain, you know, you, you can follow the breadcrumbs of what's going on in my life. What, who did we just add? We just added Paul David, who talks about fitness in, in a way of really caring for yourself as a whole person, not, Hey, just grab some weights and take some vitamins and whoa, whoa, whoa. It's all done. No, he really gets into 
the whole person and the mental wellness part of it. And then we have a, someone who came on that talks about prosperity and our emotional relationship with money. Well, guess what? I need help in that area. So there's all these things that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. come on because this is my experience and this is a thing that I created. It's taken on a life of its own, but it's still um, a reflection of me, just like what goes on in you know you all's lives that are listening um that is a reflection of what you're creating so um so you know it, <sighs> pat on the back that i will go out and seek what it is i need to learn and then i have but it that's not good enough it's not good enough to just do that you also have to actually do the work <laughs> and so for me to remember to do those nice things for myself um, is a daily, okay, what did you do nice for yourself today? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what have you, what, what did you do? And sometimes not much. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you were talking about the food in the garden, again, I think money comes into that sometimes. I think mm. we, me, and so, and I sure me is just kind of a little microcosm of many, many, many me's, right? I, I think um, people, um, don't really feel deserving of that piece of fruit, which can be money, which can be pr- a form of prosperity, which can be, they have what they need. They're not starving. They're not like living sparsely. I think there's a component there with that. Oh uh, not deserving so of, they can't true. see themselves as, as having this, you know, I relate to that. So true. Okay. Another awareness just popped in my, yes, absolutely. That's why I love being surrounded by counselors because oh I do too I do too it's like because other and other people will sometimes they, they just don't go there <laughs> which I can't blame them I, I mean everybody's different but I like to go there <laughs> do too I live to go there oh my gosh some of the conversations I have with my editor I'm like damn that should have been recorded <laughs> I think that's what it first interested me in you I think that's one of the things that caught my ear immediately was that thing about loving to go there. I think that was it. Mm. That was it. Yeah. And listeners that, you know, I know we're coming to a close here, but, and I'm not trying to turn this into being all about me either. I don't even need to preface with that. See, this is the ridiculous shit that I do. Shit that I do, but (laughs) you, you are, you're a listener of the show, right? And that's how you know about me. Oh yes. How the heck did you find us and how long have you been tuning in? Oh my gosh. Let me see how many rabbit holes I've tumbled down. Like I started, I, I think I started, I started years ago. Um, I was listening to, I think the first thing I stumbled across was um, Dana Morningstar's Thrive After Abuse program was one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. I listened to, um, oh, she's on your network now. Um, yep. She just, she just started on your, on your, Lisa Romano. Lisa Romano, yeah. Um, she was, she was wonderful, you know, because as I said, I went through this stuff in my own life and then I don't know, but a couple of, it was a couple of months ago. And I think cause you, our phones are so smart, like it, it puts things up there, like, because they see what we like yeah. to listen to and stuff. So, so somehow or another up. you popped up and I clicked on that and I'm listening and I'm like, Oh my God, this is wonderful. And you know, <laughs> I it wasn't too. a show where I wasn't being a complete idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've heard. I don't think I've heard one. And and there again lies the. It's funny. You are no. You're a very natural, natural, real person. And that's 
I think when you talk about it, a good therapist too, is, I think that's a quality that is necessary. Um, uh, you'd probably be a very good therapist, no. honestly. Um, but well, I don't know. But, well, I but mean, anyway. I've told that a lot, and it hasn't been my path. But I, I mean, I get to do this, and I'm kind of glad because I can, I don't have to be as careful as therapists do because I'm not one. So it's worked out in my favor to not go in that direction because I'm not bound by what you have to be bound by when you're, you know, a therapist. You know, I think ninety percent, maybe eighty, ninety percent of the healing that I. Maybe I'm not that far healed, so let's not take it to the ninety percent. But what, the, the healing, <laughs> the healing that I've done, I, I really have to say, was all through. I listened and listened and listened. I listened in the shower. I listened all over because it did me so much good. And now, like I said, I, I found a wonderful therapist, but that took me a long time. And um, so, I, when you say therapy, it is therapy. I mean, it's not you know. Right. I, I know what you mean, but it is therapy. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's healing. The, it's healing. Listening. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, I, I mean, I have a lot of people that say I've listened to some of the shows that you've done the same ones again and again and again, just because they're trying to get to a certain point. And I'll go and listen to that show because I never listen to myself. I'll go and listen to that show to go, what was it about it? And often I find that I am really going through something on that show and I'm showing all kinds of warts and whatever. So it isn't that, Oh, I have this great epiphanies that someone needs to hear again and again. It's more that, Oh, I have all these flaws that they can relate to <laughs> and go, it's not just me. Okay. And that's fine. If that's helpful, God, that's fine. <laughs> well, 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 it is that, but it, but the, but the, what it is is the for me what I what I got is the honesty and in the work in progress and the yes. it, it, it's it's not a it's it's not well she's flawed so it, it's 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 that you're real it's the realness yeah I I I just love that because in in health mental health you're a mentally healthy person and I, we wouldn't need to argue it because you would say, well, I'm this and I'm, this. but we all have this and that, but right. part of, part of being mentally healthy is recognizing that. And you know, you could become a junkie too. on feeling like I have to improve. I have to improve. I have to improve. Yeah, you know, and that God, could become yeah. like, oh, Holy God. Yeah. That can I didn't be. use foul language here too much or somewhere. No, I, I'm the only one that said shit. So we're, so we're, no, I think you said it once and that's okay. We'll mark the show as explicit, even though that probably doesn't really count. But anyway, oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad that you reached out and that we now are becoming friends and that you were so brave. Did you at, in any way, even for a nanosecond, did you forget that we were being recorded? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, so where can listeners find out more about you and your work? Well, I'm on psychology today and um, my name is Laura Bly, B-L-I-G-H. And I'm in New York State. Um, I opened my private practice in May, 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 full time. And um, so I'm just kind of building it up. And um, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Did Fantastic. I answer that? Is that you what did. you did? 
Yeah, you did. Yeah. It was perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, we will have many other conversations because I'm, uh, I was a plot. Part of it was a plot because you'll end up being a regular and also a podcaster at some point <laughs> if I have anything to say about it. So <laughs> I think, I, I, think I, I would be, I would be not totally truthful if I didn't say that crossed my mind for a nanosecond. I knew it would. I have a thing for feeling it and sniffing it out in people. But oh. um, <laughs> well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll have more of these wonderful conversations with Laura in the future. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mental Health News Radio. Without good intentions, I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be Oh, that was so good.